Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Carroll, and I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful morning. We have a great show lined up, a lot of great guests. Um, But let's start our morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord Jesus Christ, while on earth you gave praise to the Father through your most sacred heart, today you continue to give praise to him in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of the world. In union with your divine offering, I offer you, during this whole day, all of my intentions and thoughts, all my afflictions and desires, all my words and actions, and I pledge not to withhold even the smallest part from you, O Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me. It is a beautiful morning. If you don't have air conditioning, I apologize because it is going to be a hot one around our listening areas, but we're going to stay inside here for on the next two hours at the mustard seed because she's got good air conditioning. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we're going to jump right into the first guest, Glenn Gower. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. So you've been on before, but let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just a farm kid. Uh, that doesn't farm. I grew up on a farm uh, near Aberdeen, South Dakota, uh, five miles uh, east of Ipswich. My mom and dad had 13 kids. Um, I ended up doing ministry uh, starting when I was 19. I had an epiphany that God was real and he came into my life and everything changed. I was going to be a drummer for Bon Jovi full time. That was my goal. And I'm a minister, I'm not a minister, I'm an evangelist in the Roman Catholic Church, which is crazy. Now, if you would have told me that <laughs> as a sophomore in high school, that I'd be, you know, a missionary evangelizing, I would just laugh. Because I was the guy organizing the Ted party. Yeah, I could see that. You were, I, were you my youth director? I can't remember. I just know you were so much a part of my young adult life. Yeah, I was. I came to Rapid City in 1996. Your mom is one of the first people I met. <laughs> I'm <And> sorry. <laughs> so I met you and Christine. No, 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 no. I love your mom. Your mom's great. She and uh, I was the cathedral youth minister for about four years. I, you know, I was a knucklehead. I was one of those guys. Like, God called me to Rapid City. And I, I took one of those impossible jobs where I was cathedral youth minister and the director of youth ministry for the diocese of Rapid City. So I had... <laughs> Too many hats on, and I, I don't know if I got anything done there, but I'm grateful hey. that you remembered me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember you very well from searches and just the music ministry you would always provide to us, and it was wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. But so you've been talking about how you have uh, become a missionary, an evangelist. So talk about what you're working on now. 
My wife and I started a ministry called Mission Blueprint going on four years now. And, you know, Mission Blueprint is uh, it's different in the sense that we didn't have an agenda. We just knew we had a calling. Hmm. And one of the areas that God led us to was family, which honestly surprised Jamie and I. So we knew somehow God was going to use us as a family to minister to his people. Hmm. And uh, the funny thing is we had no idea as we were praying and being branded and discerning that family was going to be so integral. You know, and then I took a look at, you know, my life prior six years, and I was in a position where I could actually stay home working for Focus Ministries, uh, working in the parishes, but I, I had more time at home. And God is already showing me family is the key to this whole thing. And of course, we know that, right? We have mm-hmm. Catholic Christians. They know family is the is the the cell of society, and if a family goes, society goes. Right? right? Society goes to culture. The world there goes the world. So we already know, and I knew that. Yet I was God is teaching me how to live it, and I don't know that my wife and I did that brave a job. Nevertheless. We discerned that we were um, to do some stuff with families as well. I do men's conferences with, with Mission Blueprint. We're going to kick off revival, but currently what's telling us is called Family Camp. So families are invited to Oakwood uh, National Park, which is north of Volga. Well, where the heck is Volga? <laughs> Nobody knows where Volga is there. Volga, South Dakota is right around Brookings, you know, five, eight miles West of Brookings, uh, that's where I live in Volga, north of Volga, about 10 miles is Oakwood State Park. So August 12, 13, 14, 15, we have a family camp. And when we talked to the camp people in May, they said there would be plenty of spots. But right now, the camp is full. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's full. And we have people coming, signed up. But if you still want to just pitch a tent, oh, come. We want you to come. The interesting thing about what we do at Family Camp is really simple. We bring family together. Together, We pray a little bit. We have some activities. But we let families be families apart from their home. And those things we witnessed the first time we did this uh, was amazing how families bonded hmm. um, in this family camp. You know, years ago, I watched, I watched a video uh, about why some families are closer than other families. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to guess why some families are closer? What's the, the one thing, they looked at 10 families, what's the one thing that all 10 Eat, families had in common? Eating family. dinner ahead. together? No. Hmm. Camping. Camping? Families, yes, families that went camping together, um, yearly camping, you know, even once a year, they bonded on that in that experience, and it was, they were like miniature life-changing events for the family. No kidding. Camping, yes, camping was physical. So I, I remember that all these years, how important camping is. I, I, honestly, I'm like my brother Wayne. I, I like camping as long as there's a hotel. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, does glamping count? <laughs> uh, uh, so... I don't like to rough. You know, I'm a farm kid, and the idea of camping to me was, I lived out on a We had 800 acres of a camp. So, um, but we still had a tent, and we had a 
campfire in their yard. And I remember those nights staying up late with brothers and sisters, campfires and s'mores and bonding. And it, those were wonderful moments. But camping was the key to family success. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So with this family camp, one of the questions that I have, because I'm a single mom, and I feel like my family unit looks different than a lot of other family units, do you have any single parents that go? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course we do. I mean, that's the world we live in. Sure we do. Because you're still all a part of a family, right? Yeah. yeah. And how does God express his love, even to families that are either fractured or you lose your husband or your wife? He still expresses himself, uh, I think, primarily through family. So, of course, yeah. Family camp is open to everybody, even if it's just you and your daughter or, you know, a, a father with two girls or whatever. Yes, come. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's, there's no magic recipe to family camp. It's getting people together, praying, having activities and teaching, and everyone's welcome at the table, of course. Well, and I think it would be a great opportunity for families to teach one another. Because sometimes if a family is starting to add prayer into their daily or nightly routine, that might be awkward if they've never done it before. So some of these families could be examples to each other. Well, that's exactly what happened. And I think one of the things that people catch on really quickly is how easy some of this stuff is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's foreign to you until you try it the first time, and then you realize, oh, this is easy. You know, it's, it's akin to going on your first retreat. You remember going on your first search? Yes. Yeah. Right. So you have all these ideas of all these really holy, really Catholic devout people, and you have this mindset. You're going to have to kneel all day and pray the rosary all day, and then you get there and it's like, huh? We're this playing games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love so it. So it's really akin to that when moms and dads see how simple some of the things are like, wow, we can do that. And that's really what happens. So how have you seen some of these families have been impacted by coming to this camp? They're just tighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, as a family unit, they just bond tighter. You can, you can tell as they interact with each other how uh, their love for them has grown and there's a new respect and a new love. And mom and dad aren't so nutty. They're not so crazy. They're more normal than I thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, kids, we all have perceptions of our parents, right? Yeah. And uh, my mom, I always thought she was so old and, um, and kind of quiet and this or that. And then you realize you get in these situations where, you know, like family reunions, right, in, in a different spot. Uh, and then you see them interact with friends and other family members and go, oh, She's more normal than I thought, and I think that really does happen. They see their moms and dads in a different way, playing a game, trying to kick a ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they can't kick, and they're like, oh, my gosh, mom, this is embarrassing. But they're pretty normal. I think that's one of the things you really see is how family is gone. You know, my Ezra is six seven, and, you know, we canceled family camp last year because of COVID, and everyone was scared to go up. But the year before, we had a family camp. That would have been Ezra. That would have made Ezra four years old. He still remembers family camp, and he asks me now and then, "Are we doing family camp?" 
That's how that has impacted that four-year-old boy. Aww. And that will change. That, that will change. Here's the thing for the listeners. That will change his view for the rest of his life. Sure. So what about the okay. older children? I, your oldest son is um, unusual. He is so polite. He is so kind. He has such a good heart. But what about the angsty teenagers? <laughs> you know, what we see from them, and to be honest, we've had most of the younger people. Okay. Um, but what we see after that first icebreaker, uh, they kind of come out of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the truth is you start with a bonfire. And you have s'mores, and you have some music. Um, that snaps people into a good mindset right away. Mm-hmm. Because you don't come, you're not going to come to the family camp. My wife and I are providing. Get on your knees and start playing road juice. <laughs> and people think that that's what that's sure. probably what they're doing. They're probably playing road juice all day long. No, right. So yeah, it, we break them out of that mindset right away. Nice. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Glenn Gower. He and his wife are the founders of Mission Blueprint, and they are having a family camp coming up that is full, but if you wanted to bring your tents, you are welcome. Glenn, we need to take a break here in just a minute, but when we come back, I was wondering if we could talk more on the importance of family and kind of how our society is going the opposite direction of the family and how we can work against that. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live and Glenn Gower right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me. We are talking with Glenn Gower. Uh, He and his wife are the founders of Mission Blueprint. It is a group that does uh, men talks, family retreats, family camp. So we were just talking about the family camp. And um, it kind of led my mind, Glenn, into the discussion of the family. Because you're talking about how this family camp creates stronger, more personable families that are connected. So there seems to be, in our culture, an attack on the family. And we were talking during break, and you said, well, it starts where? It starts with the men, with the dads. Hmm. Dads are under attack. There's no doubt about it. Now, we've heard that, um, what Pope was it, in 1896, was it Leo the 13th had a vision that uh, Satan wanted 100 years to ruin the Catholic Church. You know, we've heard that story, and I thought about that. If you're going to ruin the church, who do you attack? You attack Adam. You attack mm. the husband. What happened in the garden? Why? Where's Adam at, right? Isn't this interesting? Eve was the one dialoguing with the serpent. Where was Adam? Adam was absent. Some people think he was scared. Um, some people think he didn't know what to do, but Adam was absent. You see that in dads today. They're absent. They don't know what to do. You watch a, a, a comedy television show, and the dads are all dumb. They don't get it. And it's the women who always get it. Yeah. And granted, women have an advantage over us men with your intuitiveness. I don't think any man will um, question that. Yet, we're not a bunch of bumbling idiots who have no idea what we're doing either. And so men are the ones that you want to take out if you're going to take out the Christian church. And you see that in our culture today, men have taken a back seat. You think about Disney. The last five years, um, who has been the main, what gender has been, or has held the the main role? Mm -hmm. Well, it's been the women. So there is something happening in our culture where men are being suppressed for who we really are. And when you talk to women, wives of husbands of Christian families, they're begging their husbands to get involved in their kids' faith. They're, yeah. you know, they're begging their husbands, you know, pray with them, teach them, have conversations. And so uh, somehow there's this false sense of uh, that the women are supposed to do everything where, you know, it's really the opposite. Men are responsible for everything that happens in their, in their home. So then who do you take out if you're going to take out the church? You take out the men. And that's what I see that's what's happening is. And a lot of men are uncomfortable 
um, whether it's coming to family camp or men's conferences, up front. But when I show them how easy it is just to simply pray over their kids, they say, well, I can do that. Yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. it's that simple. So, yes, you take out the men. In whatever fashion you want to do it, you take out the church, and that's what we're seeing. Wow. That's very powerful. So how do you encourage men to start? Men need a kick in the pants. <laughs> you know, they need a nudge. Yeah. you can't push men either. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. I, I've done five men's conferences, and we've probably ministered to over, I don't know, I shouldn't know the exact number, but over 250 men. And um, the men that come up front, are, they tend to be a little bit nervous, and then we break the ice right away. And the men's conferences are really fun. You know, there's not much prayer. There's some, but um, they're really fun. And, and we try to break the ice and, and just show them it's not hard. You just have to stand up. Mm. And that's one of the things we used to say in focus to the men. Just stand. Mm. And so if you can get a man to stand... And tell them it's okay to pray, and this is how I do it, and you can do it your own way. And get them praying, and keeping them praying, it's game over. Yeah. Because, you know, the staff all say the same. You know, there's two independent studies. Um, Who do kids follow when it comes to matters of faith and morals, right? It's the dad. Mm -hmm. So if dad goes to church and prays, 80% 80% of the kids will do what Dad does. If Dad doesn't go to church and he doesn't pray, right, 80% of the kids will do what Dad does. So the men are crucial to the survival of not only our culture, our church. So when you're at these men's retreats, what is the overall arching, um, uh, I don't want to call it a fear, but hesitation in these men? What is their number one issue that they're having? I think they have a false perception of what it means to be holy. Hmm. I do. I think that's what it is for a lot of men. I did. Hmm. I did. When I had my, I'll call it conversion from <laughs> paganism into, uh, <laughs> into Christianity, one of the things that was holding me back is what I, how I thought I should start acting now. Hmm. And, and I did get caught up in that first year inside my conversion, putting a bumper sticker on, acting a certain way. There was a certain look. And and I realized I didn't like that. It only took me about six months to realize this isn't even me. Mm-hmm. Why am I acting this way? Because some of my friends act this way. And so I, th- I don't think men, um, I, I, I think they struggle with if I start practicing my faith, if I start going to church, then I have to act a certain way. I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. And nothing could be farther from the truth. Because God wants to make you into the best version of yourself. Yes. So I say to man, just come and be yourself. And you know what? You will decide that playing video games for 10 hours a day is probably a bad idea. I'm sure the Holy Spirit will have something to say there, too. But you will be the one to decide that drinking a six-pack a day is probably a bad idea. That's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. You just start to realize, you know, this isn't good for me anymore. So, yeah, I think there's this perception that if men embrace being the spiritual leader of their family, 
I'll say it, they have to become effeminate. Mm. That's what men are scared of. And nothing could be further from the truth. Love it. I love it, Glenn. I love having you on. <sighs> so hey, come on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> I will. Have you. I would I would love to join you. Let's talk about your podcast because I'm really excited and people I think might be inspired um, by just listening to you and they can listen to you more on your podcast. So tell me about that. How did it get started and what's it about? Honestly, I've been thinking about starting a podcast for three years. I'm a terrible slow mover. <laughs> I was interested in being in radio and in TV and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, sometimes my head's too much in the clouds. So it's been a desire for actually a few years now. So anyway, uh, six months ago, I put it out to my the people who support us, and I said, I'm thinking about podcasting, and I think I need about $2,500 to get started. It came within days. Oh, wow. So I bought the equipment. Um, I was in a, I'm in a men's group. We, we did Exodus 90 uh, going on two years ago, and we're still meeting. Oh, wow. Um, and... Uh, the guys in the men's group, I said, hey, what do you think about podcasting with me? And and so they both are. And so what we're, it's called the Mission ID Podcast. Uh, every Wednesday evening on YouTube or Apple Podcasts uh, or Rumble, you can find the Mission ID Podcast with Glenn Gowan Company. And it's a faith and culture podcast. Yeah, we're focusing a little bit more on being a man of God, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first 19 episodes of In That Vein, uh, but th- this morning we just recorded um, a conspiracy theories one. It was really fun. Uh, what people are saying about different conspiracies and just it's an informative thing. But generally speaking, how do you be a man of God? How do you be a Christian in today's world? Is the podcast. I love it. Well, and I I love how you just have a knack for making it so attainable. That's that is your gift, and we are so blessed to have you part of our diocese and offering these men's groups because you do make it like okay, we can do this, men. Let's do it. This is easy. Let's go. Not that you're never going to be attacked, you know. <laughs> that the devil won't dislike it a lot, <laughs> but well, I, I see. I see. I'm constantly attacked by the devil and my wife. Now I'm teasing. Uh, But I thought I had to throw that little jab at my wife. She'll appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, there's hardships, but then I think you're more geared towards those attacks when you are prepared. Yeah, the attacks become more visible. Mm. You start to to question, why is this happening to me? Or why am I thinking about this? Mm. Yeah, it's really... Bizarre is not the right word, but it's very interesting. When you just start praying a little bit, when the Holy Spirit, you open that door a little bit more to the Holy Spirit, you become aware of things around you that aren't good for you. Mm. And that is the interesting thing um, for the men. And that's what happens on men's conferences. You know, this last men's conference we did in the spring, um, one of the men said, you know what, it's time for me to go to confession. It had been like nine years. Oh, wow. He just realized he's full of sin. Yeah. And that's just what happens when you open the door a little bit to the Holy Spirit. And for all the listeners, whether you're a man or a woman, if you just open the door a little bit to the Spirit of God, you will start to see things differently. Amen. Do you have another men's conference planned yet, Glenn? 
We are planning one. Um, I I think we're going to do one next February. Okay. Um, but the thing I'm planning right now is a conference for men and women, and we're Ooh. calling it Revival. And I'm looking at the end of the this year yet. Okay. And we're in those conversations right now about when and where and how long. And I okay. know I'm behind on this. But yeah, you wouldn't uh, be Glenn if you weren't. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's really no, it's true. I need a secretary. I'm, I'm a terrible. Some things I'm good at. Some things I'm not good at. Yeah. So we want to. We have heard from the husbands, the men that come, the, the wives want to come to something. So we're trying to put that together. I don't know when it's going to be, but we're working on that right now. Well, if they wanted to find out anything, they can go to mission-blueprint.org. And you've got the family camp on there and your men's stuff and your podcast, all the good stuff. Yes, or call me. Oh, really? Call 651-0313. Just give me a call. There we I'm go. I'm not afraid to throw my phone number out there. All right. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. Always a pleasure. Good luck with the family camp. Well, thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great time. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Well, that was Glenn Gower, and he is him and his wife are the founders of Mission Blueprint. So if you wanted to check out more about the family camp, he said they still have some room for tents. Uh, you can join them by going to mission-blueprint.org. They are up to a lot of great things. So check it out and maybe join them for a men's retreat men and women's retreat. I don't know. Good stuff. His phone number also, since he gave it out, Glenn Gower is 605-651-0313. All right. When I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, Cassandra Gooley is joining us. And I'm specifically asking her on because my daughter is going to be a freshman in college and I want her advice on how to send her off the right way. Back with more right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 